Slightly Above Average Gamers, Way Above Average Podcast. Welcome to the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast with your hosts, J007TV and Sub1KD. Alright, alright, hey, how are you? Welcome to episode 21 of the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. I am Sub1KD, joined by the ever-illustrious J007TV. Jay, how are you? I'm very good, man. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right as long as I'm not playing Warzone, going to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, doing pretty well. Um, I am kind of gearing up to try and get back into it. I've actually been off for about two or three days. So uh, excited for that. Jay, how, how have you been? How's your... Uh, you got something to tell us about, I think. A little update. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you know, I did, or I, I don't even want to take the credit. My, my space was renovated, right? And the whole time before that happened, I said I was looking to switch over to uh, mouse and key uh, because I will then have the room, which I did not have as it was set up before. Um, now that I do have the room, I bought a keyboard. I still have my mouse from the first time I tried it. So I've been doing a lot of work, um, you know, trying to learn mouse and key. Um is it something that I'm going to stick with forever? I don't know. I can't say, but it is something that I want to, it's a skill that I'd like to master or at least get good at because, you know, I respect people that are able to play on mouse and key. It's hard. It's, it's, you know, I mean, yeah, you, there, there's a lot of benefits to it, but there's also a lot of things that kind of go against you too. Just, I guess, like any mm -hmm. other, um, you know, input, but uh, you know, I'm usually starting out the day in aim labs and doing some aim training there. And, we're going to talk about the state of Warzone a little bit later, but what I've been doing is jumping into zombies for a little while and killing mm. a bunch of zombies, just trying to move around, those kind of things, and then hopping in and playing Plunder. And I've actually had a lot of fun playing Plunder. Like, I don't find my blood pressure going up, you know, <laughs> um, not just because of the game, but because, you know, learning a new input. So I'm obviously not going to be good. I'm going to probably be a trash can at it for a while, so... So yeah, that's just kind of how I've been doing it, and I'm thinking I'm going to dip my toes into some Fortnite at some okay. point too. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey through uh, Modern Warfare Three and um, and the Modern Warfare Three era of Warzone. Um, but uh, but one thing that has happened since the uh, acquisition uh, by Microsoft of Activision is. Uh, Call of Duty for the first time actually mentioned uh, the phrase skill and matchmaking in the same document referring to one another. Yeah, they actually said back in November that they were going to talk about skill-based matchmaking, which got everybody in a tizzy. And then, of course, nothing happened for a few months and everybody got very upset that we hadn't heard anymore. And so uh, earlier this week, they actually dropped a uh a blog post on skill-based matchmaking which to me was spectacular um i thought that was an excellent thing for them to do now uh we've been you know the the cod community has been in a tizzy ever since that i think that's the best way to put it um about what it means and whether or not they're being truthful or honest jay did you have a chance to read through that post i did read through the post um, there were some things that were a little surprising to me. And, you know, we talked about this on our emergency episode that we did uh, mm -hmm. on, I 
gosh, I think it, what was it, Monday, that we did an emergency episode. And we put that out on yeah. our YouTube channel, by the way. Slightly above average gaming podcast, YouTube channel. So uh, go check it out. That's the only place you're going to find that episode at the moment. But really, the thing that stood out to me was just there are things that you and I have discussed and we've been public about what we thought for uh, were considerations for the matchmaking. And I'll be damned if they didn't confirm a couple things. Uh, but then they also threw in a couple other wrinkles that I hadn't really considered. Like, I didn't really think that they would include input in that. Mm -hmm. I thought platform might be a possibility, but when you start talking about the input side of things too, um, and keep in mind, you know, like we discussed, this is only for the only for matchmaking uh, system for multiplayer. So, you know, Warzone has got a whole heck of a lot of more other factors to consider. So, I think that the matchmaking um, blog post that we saw is with the details in that is really only going to be the infrastructure or groundwork for what the matchmaking system is going to be like for, uh, you know, Warzone. What I mean, what what stood out to you the most? You know, I'll be honest, it it felt like a confirmation of a lot of things that we already had figured out, which in some ways is good. In some ways, it's frustrating because, you know, for a lot of people, we want to know all the things, right? We want the details. We want to know what percentage of this, how to do that. You know, what should I look for if I'm getting this kind of lobby? And part of it is we'll never know that because that's the secret sauce, right? Like McDonald's doesn't give away its secret big, you know, Big Mac sauce, right? Like, you know, it's just not the way it works. Um, and so so we will always not have enough information. Um, but at the same time, it in some aspects, it felt like it was too little information. And I think that is where a lot of people start diving into their frustrations of, you know, continued frustrations. And so I think the blog is good and it's a, it, I, I think it's a good first step. It's a good first step into something that honestly should have been discussed four years ago when they implemented the system with 2019. Um, as, as you and I talked about that, you know, we, it's pretty, it's, I think most people are comfortable stating that this, current iteration of matchmaking came into effect in with 2019 modern warfare 2019 so i would i would like to you know and, and they do promise this they do say that at the end of the blog post they say that we have a white paper coming which details you know the the issues about ping and the issues about um oh, what was the other issue there was another issue that they were going to throw in the white paper um and it, it it's uh yeah, ping and match making is what they called it. And so I think something like that, where they hopefully will explain a bit more about when they, you know, when they let other factors affect your connection and why. And I think that's the sort of information we need. Well, see, I don't think other factors should connect, should, should affect your connection. Either you have a good connection and are close to the data center uh, and your ping is good or it isn't. Nothing else should be aside from, you know, who your internet service provider is, something like that. Like from a hard hardware or like uh, ISP standpoint, I don't think anything else, no other kind of, um, you know, 
manipulation or anything like that should happen with with the ping in my opinion like don't don't throttle it don't increase it based on any other factors other than the strength of your signal and how close you are to the data center that's just my opinion yeah i think it's one of those things that when you get into the nitty-gritty of it like it's nice to say but then it's like you are going to always have a, a, a strong ping right you and i play it you know when we play with each other you know, I'm sitting at usually like 60, 70 when we play because, you know, I'm in California, you're in Texas. I'm in five. Yeah, you know, you're at five ping, right? You know, you're basically hugging the data center, you know, and sure. I'm over here uh, taking a horse and buggy to get to you. Um, but, you know, if you think about that in terms of like the greater, uh, the more common scenario of you have people across, you know, uh, across a, a region, right, that are all served by the same data center. Um, it might not make sense from a balancing standpoint to give one person a significant advantage, you know, because of their geographic location, right? And this is different. And you have to keep in mind that this is different how COD used to work in the past. In the past, you know, a, a the the server connection was hosted on somebody's console or their PC, right? It, they, we didn't have a dedicated data center that everybody played through. They played you know, somebody was host and then everyone's connection went through that person. And so you could get people across, you know, however they did their matchmaking back then, and you could group people together in, in a region and have a relatively comfortable ping for everybody because you're group, you're geographically grouping the players. Um, and unfortunately with dedicated data centers, that's more difficult, right? Because, you know, if you're in Texas and somebody else is in Ohio, right? You might be the closest data center to them, but that means they will always play at a disadvantage simply because of where they live. And maybe that's, you know, why you shouldn't live in Ohio, but, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things of if you're trying to balance the game for everyone to play, you know, there, there has to be a way of balancing geographics, you know, ge geography, geographics. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that there would be an easy, easier way to do that, too, like you're saying. But, you know, the other thing I wanted to point out, too, is I think that the order that they put these things in, based on, on my experience alone, and that may be anecdotal, I, I, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know. But for them to put um, connection first, time to match second, and then the number three, the following factors are also critical – and then they drop the skill and the performance section down, um, down on the list. I, to me, that based on what what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, how the games play, the state of everything lately, it feels like if anything is weighted more than anything else, it's it's that that's weighted more than all the other factors. Is what it well, feels I'll, like to me. Well, I'll tell you right now. I actually think that I think that connection. I, I, I think these things don't work. They're describing systems, and this is what I hope this white paper elaborates on. I think they're describing systems that in their head work a certain way, and in our heads, and like when we think about it, they work. We expect them to work completely different. Well, the so, execution is probably not exactly how they thought it would work either. Well, I, I don't know that that's true. I think they might they might have this working properly, and, and that the design, like calling connection, calling it connection, right? Mm -hmm. In their head, when they talk about connection, they might be, they're not probably talking about your specific connection. They're probably talking about the connection of the lobby overall. Maybe they are, maybe they are. But the one thing that does go down to the individual part of it though, is the skill and the performance mm -hmm. side of it. Like that's, 
And, and, and I think that they're waiting in the way they worded that part of it too. They made it sound like the cumulative part is the bigger factor. And then they're like, Oh, and, and I'm paraphrasing. We also look at like recent matches and that's just simply, that's just, it, it doesn't seem like that's true to me. So, yeah, looking through what they say, you know, the skill set. So I, I think that bottom chunk where they have all the bullet points, I don't believe that that chunk is in any way like a hieratical order. I think that it's just like, here's the, here are, here's, here's a, a list of things that we consider. And I think even for them, I think, you know, they might change the, like, like, they might change which one of those is most important on the fly. Like it could actually even be tailored to you specifically. You know, you're, you're dropping straight twenties. Like you're, you know, you obviously the, the skill needs to become more important for you. You're, um, you know, I, I don't know. There, there could be a lot of different ways in which that is, fle- is more flexible than we think. But I, I, I will say that I think one of the, one of the most important things that they are considering is time to match. I think that is a critical one. And I'll tell you why, because VPNs work. And so I think time to match, I, I, I think it's one of those things of like connection, I think is like a geofence, right? It's not going to, if you're in Texas, it's going to try and keep you in Texas. If you're in, um, if you're in, you know, uh, Colorado, right? It might test out a couple of, couple of lobbies and try and, and, and create that perfect match, that perfect, uh, lobby for you. But, um, uh, but you know, so it might bounce you to, to different servers. Like I personally get, get bounced around between California one, California two, Washington and LA, uh, pretty, pretty regularly when we're playing and, and so it's definitely cert, like there's there's limitations on connection, right? I, I don't get sent, I, go, I don't get sent to Singapore, for example, right? Even though that might have the perfect skill based match for me. So I think I, I I think when they say connection, they're trying they're, they're creating like a wider net of like, all right, here's your maximum parameters. You know, you won't have a connection higher than X number of milliseconds as an individual player. But time to match is is something that I, I've seen work watching people run a VPN, which basically just times you out. That's what it does. It times you out, and then then they just stick you in the first available lobby. And I think that's one of those things that like tells me that they they put a lot of emphasis on getting you into a match within a certain amount of time. I think that if they if they could pull, so ideally, like, okay, so we know this type of matchmaking manipulation, um, whether you want to call it SBMM, EOMM, whatever, it's not going to go away. It's it's cracked to these corporate publishers now, you know, because they think that's the secret sauce for profits. So essentially what they're doing is, is they're manipulating everyone's experience for profits, which normally I wouldn't have a problem with, but the way they go about it, you know, explaining to them that 
satisfaction profits and retention don't equal satisfaction and the sentiment of your game. And what you know, I'm almost wondering if maybe here in a few minutes we should cover the state of Warzone, bump that section up and talk about that because I think that those two things have a direct correlation to each other. Um, mm-hmm. based on what I'm seeing and, and the people that I'm talking about. But ideally, if they would take out, just take out the recency part of it, take out the recent games part of it, and or or make it a larger sample size than whatever it is right now, I could probably deal with that. It wouldn't be as big of an issue. But like I said, and we've talked about this before, and you mentioned it earlier too, this type of matchmaking system was really noticeable starting in 2019. Mm -hmm. I don't ever think that I ever even thought about that before 2019. And then we started hearing about SBMM and then EOMM. And for those of you that don't know, EOMM is engagement optimized matchmaking. Um, But like, yeah, they just would take the recency part out of it. I, I think that it would be a lot better and weight it more on, you know, connection, I guess time to match, which truthfully I'd, be okay with a longer queue time if they just have a better matchmaking algorithm. Personally, I, I would be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I get what they're saying. I play with some guys that that tend to be very, oh, you have to get up and go do something. Great, you got twenty eight seconds, and I started that timer fifteen seconds ago. You know, and we're sending it right. That's why I'm glad. And I, I mean, too. and it's like. A lot of these guys, like they will not wait. Like, I've I've had I've had buddies just drop out of the party so they could they could run, because it's like two minutes of me having to go take a leak or something, um, and uh, and they're just like, there's no patience for it. Which you know, some people are just totally impatient, and I and I understand that. And so uh, clearly, if they if they wait it that much, they there's a reason for it, and they probably have an understand. You know, they probably have some understanding of like, hey. Uh, we need to have this, uh, you know, these matches go faster. And so, I uh, I mean, I, 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 I'll trust their data, I guess. Like, I don't have any, I don't, ha- I don't have any actual, like, proof of, like, oh, one, one is more important or it's not, right? I just have, you know, the, 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 the folks that I played with that absolutely cannot stand waiting. And, like, they will cancel and start matchmaking after, like, eight seconds. Which, you know, maybe smart, maybe not. I don't know. But, I, you know, time to match. I mean, it's important to them. It's important to them enough that they rank it. They give it a ranking on this. Like, that should tell you something about how much they think it's that important. And, and they've, got, they've got the information that we don't have. So, but when it comes, to, when it comes specifically to the, the skill and performance part of it, right? I think that they do have too narrow of a window and, and it's of like recent history that they take into, into account. And I think it's detrimental on multiple fronts. One, it's like you have one good game and it's like, good night for the rest of your session. You're trashed. And I think we've both experienced that, but at the same, and at the same time, if you have, um, you know, it, it opens up, the um, reverse boosting window of like, oh, I can just splat in the ground two or three games and I can, you know, and then I have a shot to drop 25 or 30. Like my KD can take that no problem. Yeah, I, you know, 
Well, and again, that's kind of what got me to thinking that that I was right on the sample size part of it because I got to thinking about it and it's like, well, reverse boosting is predicated on, you know, purposely getting shit on for like two or three matches and then having good matches after that because of it. So if Mm -hmm. that works, then I know that their system for that is going to be based off of the sample size aspect of it. But, you know, and again, it's, it's not that I have a problem playing people of my own skill level. I really don't. It's the fact that I'm thrown into lobbies that are above my skill levels where I have the issue. And, you know, it's, it almost ruins the experience. Like, because it's like, I almost can't even appreciate having a good game or two because then I'm like, well, shit, now I know I'm about to get dumped on for the next hour. Well, let's, let's roll that into the, into, uh, you know, what the state of Warzone is right now. You know, what, you know, I, I mentioned it that at the head here, I, you know, I think I've only played, I played like one game of plunder last night and that's my first game in like two, three days. And it's been difficult to get excited to get on. They got to do something different, man. I, whatever they're doing is not working. And, you know, yes, I I can tell you right now, personally, I am, I am on the struggle bus. It seems like yearly since 2019, I go through these stretches where I am. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're long stretches where when it's bad, it's just outright bad. This feels a little bit different, though, because I also see other people that I know that stream and that play this game that are taking a break right now because the matchmaking is just absolutely fucked. And, and, you know, it's it's gotten to a point where people are playing Fortnite. People are going and playing other games. And we're going to talk about one of those other games later. But like. It's almost like it just takes the enjoyment out of the game. Now, however, I am playing more. I'm still playing because I'm trying to learn a new input, and I figure what better time to try to learn a new input and deal with the lumps from that than while I'm in a blender anyway. Who cares? You know, kind of thing. So that's why I'm playing. But I just know that, like, my my patience with this game is, 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 is running out. And sadly, it's I feel like it's just the matchmaking because I love the movement. I mean, the weapons do kind of suck. I don't really feel like there's any good weapons to run or anything fun like we've talked mm-hmm. about before. You know, and I'll let you talk about that if you want here in a bit. But, like, yeah, it, like, the weapons are not as fun to use. The matchmaking is terrible. I mean, it just feels unrelenting and just not fun at the moment. And I want to have fun playing the game. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've also pointed out in the past is I wonder how many um, how many players of lower skill levels are playing right now? You know, we know sales, you know, the sales that we have that have been made available to us are down like 40% year over year, which, I mean, you can't come off of a high of, you know, a high sales and expect to like surpass it every year, which I understand, but a 40% drop is a lot of a drop. And, you know, from, from the, uh, I'm not gonna call it data, but, you know, just from observing, Call of Duty Twitter and observing the people that have bought and have not bought the game, you know, it tends to, it seems to skew towards a higher skill level player that purchased it and, uh, and, and has played it more religiously, which is a good thing at the end of the day. Um, because you know, those guys are, you know, they deserve to be able to have fun, but I feel like the way the game is structured and with SBMM doing what it's doing, the matchmaking, you know, I worry that the, the lower skilled players are, are not, they're not logging the amount of time that they you know that they did maybe a year ago and that's dry and that's 
impacting the player base? Well, I mean, I, listen, I don't feel like I am overall, but if I look at it statistically, I would fit in that lower skill bracket right now um, with, with where I am statistically, specifically the last few days with what, you know, what the average KD is um, on the day, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, maybe they're not playing, but you know what? I think that with this matchmaking set up the way it is, I feel like it's sweaty for everybody. It's just a different level of sweat, right? Like mm-hmm. those lower skilled people are still having to sweat their ass off in their lobbies too. Like it's never forgiving. And I mean, I think if you're on the bottom of the skill bracket, you're probably just kind of chalked for the most part anyway. You're never going to really get favorable matchmaking because everything's either going to be dead even and you're still sweating your ass off or you're thrown in lobbies above your skill level. You know, it's it's the rest of us that are right around the middle. We're the big, I think the middle section of the player base is the one that's being impacted the most. And, yeah. I, you know, I look at the leaderboards on, um, on the game and I look at my friends and I see several people on there that in previous iterations have had over a 1KD or right at a 1, and they're rocking a 0.7, a 0.8. Yeah a 0.6, like, and those KDs, I'm sorry, I have a 0.83. By the way, you and I are right at the same number at right now, by the way. Awesome. And our KDs are not good. <laughs> they are not good. No. Anything less than a one is not good. I'm sorry. It just isn't in my mind. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to toss this part in there that, you know, I, it's something that I didn't pay a lot of attention to because it doesn't affect me. Well, it does affect me, but it doesn't, I don't have the ability to, to experience it, but I did actually the other day. I, I haven't mentioned this to you yet. Um, I got a chance to actually hear this game with um, Art of War's tuning installed on a, on a decent uh, on a decent PC with a decent set of cans. How'd you do that? Uh, my old man has a rig, and uh, it's it's very nice. Did you put his settings on the game? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought your dad did. I was about to say that's no, pretty I, impressive. I did it for Why aren't you him? fragging with him? He doesn't play Warzone. He he hasn't he hasn't moved on from Black Ops One. He still has a point two KD there too. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen, listen, if he's having fun, so he's got to be what 65, yeah. 70 years old. Yep, he's up that's, there. Hey, listen, that's gonna be us. At least I know yeah. it'll be me. We'll I will be there the rest of my life. So, um, but it's it's a different game, man. And when you have, when the audio is working, like, you know, we, we, everybody says the audio isn't working. I disagree. It is working, but you have to have a PC and it has to, it has to be tuned right because it is a completely different game. Like the Gulag in particular is where the audio is just, you might as well turn walls on if you don't have those tunings because it's the only way you're going to be able to do well. Like I could tell, like I, I have clips of someone of people following me through the walls. We talked following me through the walls, and then I was playing. You know, I only played a couple matches, but I was in the gulag, and I could follow this dude. Like I knew where he was. It wasn't even a get. There was no guess. I knew exactly where he was, and when he popped out the corner, I was pre-aimed on it. I was waiting for him. I knew he was there and I knew he was coming and my timing was perfect and I blew him away and I got a you effing cheater, you know, and it's, it had, you know, there were no cheats on it. It was just audio and it is utter horseshit in my opinion, 
that some people are going are, are, are able to play with this audio and it's not available to, to everyone else. And I can't I can't wrap my head around on why that is, why that's being allowed right now. But I think I think for a lot of us and, and going back going back and looking at other clips where I seem to die for no reason or where I'm losing the gunfight because someone's anticipating me ungodly well and applying what I heard on that audio to that scenario. Like, my God, there's no way. Like, there's no way that that someone would, like, not know I was there. Like, you, you, you would have to be deaf with with the way that audio can be tuned on on a on a decent PC with a decent set of headphones and I can't even like I can't wrap my head around how the game allows that to happen it's it's it is it is a worse disadvantage than FOV on you know 80 FOV on console versus 120 on PC it is worse than that disadvantage well so here's kind of the the dilemma or conundrum that I'm in I, you know, I'm a stubborn guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of principle. And I could have that Art of War thing on my PC. I could. But my dilemma is, is that consoles can't have it. And while, yes, I spent the money to have better equipment, it still just feels like... It just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I don't feel right about doing it. Um, and, and adding that on. And I feel like since it's not available to you console players, I, I feel like there should be some way to ban it. Well, I, I just don't know how you can, right? Well, I right. don't know how you can either. And so that's my dilemma. I mean, I'm, I haven't decided whether I'm going to put it on there or not, but I, I, it feels cheese to me, if that makes any sense. Well, it's totally cheese. I mean, it's, it's right up there with bouncing Betty's on the buy station cheese. But, you know, I got a couple it's... people I play with. That. <laughs> yeah, me. Um, but it it is, and and this is where I want to be clear. Like, it's not cheating because it's in the game. It's given to you, and and the mix exists, and people that spend the money have the ability to upgrade it. So it's not like I'm I'm sitting here being like, oh my god, you're cheating, right? But it's also BS. Right, it, it can be both. So I think the difference is, unlike, it's not even a difference. It, it, it's like with 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 FOV, right? Like you didn't lock yourself at eighty FOV because consoles had to be right. That's true. I did it the second the day I got my PC and had it plugged in. I cranked that shit up to one twenty, and I ain't never looked back. Because yep. that was the big thing. That like that was the big thing that I complained about on social media and in Discord and everything else was the fact that console did not have FOV, and I felt like that was inherently unfair. And it and I think you were correct in thinking that, but it is it is a disparity that's created by that's like that's baked into the game. So it's kind of like it's kind of, it's the same with like meta weapons. If you know, right, that the bass B kills faster than the um then the m4 right why wouldn't you run the bass b like if you you know you could sit there and say well some people don't know that and therefore you know it's unfair of me to smoke them with the bass b but 
it's not. It's just that's that's the effort and and time and dedication you're putting in to know that. Damn it! I'm gonna install this shit more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it's, I mean I look I just ordered I just ordered that um, that mixer that that console audio mixer that that we talked about. I think it's coming in next week. So you know we're the all, we're all yeah, yeah the Astro the mix that amp. unlocks. The mix amp because that unlocks the Dolby mix, so I can I can mix on on console. You you know what? So I don't have a huge audio issue aside from audio things that are just outright not in the game for anybody, like parachutes, zip lines, mm-hmm. sometimes ladders. I don't have a huge audio issue, and I think that might be because I'm running the mix amp already and have the yeah. Astro software. It has it, pro- it probably has defaults in there. And well, it does. It actually gives you like different, there's different um, like settings you could choose from, like different types of audio that you want, uh, like yep. uh, different mixes, if you will. Yep. Um, so yeah, different presets. That's what it is. Presets. presets. Sorry. And you yep. know, on the mix amp, actually, you can choose between like four favorites and go, you know, press the button four times and it'll go dot, 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 and go down mm-hmm. and everything. And you know, I, um, I, I, I love my Astros. This is the headset I've had the longest, and I love the mix amp and everything. Yeah. Well, no, I, and so I think it's important to, when the tools are available, it's important to use them. Like, I, I think that you're foolish if you don't, right? Like, yeah, okay, if you want to make a point not to and you want to specifically play with off-meta just because you're good enough that you, you don't need it, fine. Like, I, I, I love it. I approve. Like, you get guys that play the game with a recorder, right? Or a Wii, a Wii U remote or something right? like that, right? Like bongos. This guy plays with the bongos, right? Blah, 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 blah. And, he, and, he, and he gets kills and has, and has fun. And you know what? Cool. Like, I 100% agree. Like, I think that's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to, you know, it's, it's fun for him to do. It's a challenge for him. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, if that's what you want to do on purpose, great. Like, you should. But I think if you have the ability to run the meta gun and you know what it is and you're capable of doing it then you should like it, if, if if you don't you're not going to perform as well and so i think it's foolish it's foolish for people not to out of stubbornness uh, <clears throat> uh see <laughs> i mean we already discussed the whole meta thing like i told you my shining moment in warzone was when i fucking whacked the whole team of aug users with my kilo that had been nerfed three times oh, yeah. so yeah, but I'm to a point where it's like I'm already struggling in the game, so perhaps I will. Add, I'm seriously considering going ahead tomorrow and just looking at going yeah. through the steps and doing it because, I mean, if it's going to help and, and it is not cheating, then so be it, you know, yeah. I guess. I, I feel, I again, and I do feel bad about it, and I know I did say they should ban it, and I still think they should, but. Like you said, if it's a tool that's available, I don't know if they should ban it, but they should fix it so that console has access to it. Maybe put an EQ in the game. Give us, give everybody an EQ that we can mess with. Like, let us tune the sound the way we want. Mm, I don't know, man. And here's why I don't think they could execute that. The uh, the combat record didn't work the last game, so I'm not entirely sure something as complicated as sound. (laughs) You know. But yes, I, like partner yeah. with like Dolby, partner with Dolby yeah. or whatever. But you know, something else that you said kind of stood out to me too and made me start thinking. Yes, when you have a PC, you can upgrade and do all those things. But okay, so who is Activision owned by? Microsoft. 
And what's the operating system on most PCs? Not Mac OS, that's for sure. It's Microsoft. It's going to be a Microsoft product. I don't think, even though they make the Xbox console, I don't think they're going to go out of their way to help. The, you, you know what I mean? I think they're going to encourage more PC sales. Higher well, volume, those kind of things. They don't use the Xbox as a... It's not a, it's not a platform that they're looking at as like a long-term solution. They're already considering other alternatives of like, you know... Cloud gaming? It, cloud gaming and, and, and other things. I think long-term, they're just not anticipating that consoles will will be as primary a, a, a source, right? Like that game, the Game Pass idea, you could play that, you know, you can emulate and play that on anything. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, you know, PlayStation had Game Pass on it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Microsoft and Sony are playing nice at the moment. You mm. never know. <laughs> but um, if yeah, Sony's I think capable it, of playing nice, because apparently yeah. in none of their divisions, they play nice really with anybody. No. But, uh, but you know, so I, I think going forward, it, it, you know, the PC is, is PC gaming has roared back, um, especially in the in the casual genre. I think more people, especially after the pandemic, more people have access to a PC that that's capable of running, running the game. And as they continue to provide more, more of an emphasis on it, I think that's just the way it's going to be going forward. Yeah, yeah, you you may be right. It'll be interesting to to you know think back in five years and see if we were actually if we're actually right about this stuff. Yep. But um, but yeah, that's so. I don't know. I you know we play. I get no words on. I'm like, I haven't been this week as excited to log in as uh, as I have in the past. It's like, you know, I've caught up on a couple of movies, and uh, and that's been that's been nice. But you know. I'm kind of letting things uh, boil down, and hopefully, when the season refreshes, we'll, we'll we'll have a better experience overall. That's my hope. One other thing I wanted to mention: uh, something that you did do this week that uh, is greatly appreciated, my friend, is that Call of Duty care package that you sent me, man. I oh, can't yeah. wait to get it up. We're actually looking at shelving and stuff like that to get it up. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so it's going to go on this wall right back there. Um, you know, where you can see it in the camera and everything. So again, thank you for thinking of me, my friend. I appreciate yeah, of it. Of course. Of course. That was pretty dope. Um, yeah. But uh, in addition to the care package, we got another care package from Call of Duty uh, this week. Nice. Fort- <laughs> Very nice. Golly, you're good at this. Uh, Fortune's Keep was announced officially. Now, we knew this was coming because in Next, they said it was coming. Um, and they would never, uh, they would never say something's coming and then not, and then not deliver it for a year. <clears throat> the PDS system. Um, PDS. How about weapons? <laughs> how about like where the fuck are those? Third person? That's gone. They give it, yeah. to, they take it away on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think they'd get in trouble if they had third person in, in that Valeria act um, uh, skin running around. People would be a little too focused on the wrong thing. Good luck. <laughs> But that being said, um, yeah, Fortunes Keep returning officially on Wednesday. So a couple of days from today, data recording. And uh, and it's, uh, have you taken a look at the map and some of the details? Jay? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I know that there's some 
like earthquake damage, I guess, um, for one of the buildings. And I mean, I got to give you full disclosure. I've always been a big map guy. The map I've played mm-hmm. the most, um, any kind of rebirth or anything, I guess, would be Rebirth Island, mainly from when it was Alcatraz, because it was the same map, just ported over with a couple minor changes. And then Vondel, I played a, a you know a decent amount of towards the end of Warzone too. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I did play some Fortunes Keep. You know, again, I know somebody that worked on the map, so I you know I wanted to at least check it out. Um, and it seems like a decent map, but I just you know the re- Resurgence experience just isn't really for me at this point. Well, we'll 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 touch on on the experience in a minute. But so one of the things they did is they, they busted this map open. So if you remember Verdansk towards the end, they had, they had, uh, they had big events going on and they actually ripped the map open, right? They had these big fissures mm-hmm. that they built into it um, and, and knocked some buildings down and stuff like that. So they've actually done a few things and there's a couple of highlights that I think is really interesting. So they knocked down, uh, the, the, it used to have a grotto, I think it was called. It was basically like a cave se- uh, section under the southern mid section of the map. And so there were a couple of big rooms. There were some holes you could look down from the top and shoot people um, mm-hmm. or jump down. And there were um, lots of lots of little options of, of, of ways to play the map. Um, a lot of plays, a lot of ways to get up and down, which uh, honestly led to a lot of fun plays. I have, I have a great win and we just tanking a gas mask deep in and coming up behind the last guy and just shooting him in the back from the gas. And he had no idea what was going on. It was glorious, but they've actually demolished that whole section. They collapsed it all. Um, and they have sections of, they have a new underground laboratory. So there's new POI under there. And then um, they've introduced some new features. So there's a section of the map, which you can flood. I don't know if you caught that. Put it, push a button and then it floods and it floods. It fills with water. That's pretty dope. So, you know, you get, it, it, I guess it's probably a good way to, if you have people ratting out underneath, um, and you could flood them out. So they have to come up to the surface. Um, so we'll see how that plays, but then they have these, uh, retractable bridges, like draw bridges. I heard about that too. That's pretty and you, cool. And so you can go up and you can push the button and the draw bridge will open or close. Um, so you know, there's some there's some features that are nice. There's some uh, uh, kind of a revamp of the of the map in a way. So it's not a one to one translation, um, which, to be honest, I think is good. I think if they just brought copy pasted the map back, it would suck. Like it wouldn't suck, but it wouldn't be as fun. It would well, it would feel it wouldn't feel the same because it's not on the same engine. It's not the same game we had. That's kind of the same thing we were talking about last week towards the end of um, towards the end of our episode that we recorded where we were talking about, you know, Warzone 2024. And, you know, rumor mm-hmm. has it that Verdansk is coming back. And, you know, one of the things we discussed was, yeah, it's pretty much been confirmed it's coming back. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're not going to just copy and paste the same thing. Like, you can't treat a BR map like you do multiplayer, or you shouldn't. Yeah. But well, they've, they've also, done, yeah. Well, they've, they've also shown, yeah. <laughs> they've also shown like a good history of changing up the POIs and doing things like you're mentioning. And you know, mm-hmm. you also got me thinking too. What if on the big map you could push a button up there in top of the cranes and turn and them, move them and lot? How dope would that be, bro? It would be awesome. That would be cool. Like 
like mo- things like that, I think are fantastic. I think it's those are great ideas where you can move that, where you can move features. Like, you know, it's got that dome, right? Uh, on the big mat has the dome hanging over. Like it, it's like they're trying to put it in place. Yes. Imagine if you could lower that or raise that. That would be awesome. Right. Like, like you, had, you had a team that was like on the rim there and you could lower the dome and squish them. Like mm-hmm. if they were, if they were like hard scoped and were not paying attention. Sure. Like that would be hilarious. I would die laughing if I could do that. That I mean, dope. it would just, you know. So, I, and there's some other games like Fortnite kind of does it, and there's some other games where you can, where you can manipulate the map with with actions that you do, like destructible environments and stuff like that. I think it would be interesting to in, to include some of that in the in a Warzone map, and I, you know, this is kind of like maybe the first foray into actually players getting to adjust the map as they play. And I think that would be a really interesting... I mean, Vanguard did it, but I don't think... I didn't like how Vanguard did it. I didn't like the way that they had it. Like, you had destructible crates and destructible doors in the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made... Made it kind of a mess of the map, right? Like, so you couldn't play the map properly all the time. So, like, I think about shipment, right? There are whole sections of shipment that you would just destroy the crate and then it's like that whole map that whole section's like dead because you know there's nothing to hide behind right you're just standing there out in the open getting lasered the barrels that you can light on fire but you know they're already doing that on the big map with the train yeah you know that you can change directions on i mean which i've been able to hop on and stop that thing and like get to get you know get the buy station back and and it, it was like um you know it, it it got us from like it got us into a regain and like we went deep. I don't remember if we won that one or not, but it was like just being able to halt the train right as it goes into the gas and back it back out was clutch. So I think there's a lot of potential for that sort of thing. Hopefully they replace dynamic weather because I I like the idea of it and it seemed like a, a cool idea on paper. And Fortnite has done stuff like that where it's like the map will have like a, a rainstorm roll through. And it changes the look and sound of it. And then all of a sudden, like it goes away. And the vo- the, the fog on Vondell, I feel like they've screwed up because they've ma- they've not made it go away. If that makes sense. What if they just did it seasonally? Like during the summer, everything's like brown and like, you know, just hot and crunchy or whatever. In the fall, everything starts to turn. And then in, in spring, it maybe rains a little bit. You know, or is like rainy, but then in, in the winter it's either snowy or has snowed. I mean, I'd prefer it just like every time you load the map, it looks different. I mean, that'd be dope too. That that would be really awesome. Do you? Let me ask you this: Do you think that they're experimenting with that? It seems like they're experimenting with a lot of things because, all right, look at the Gulag. That thing, that configuration changes. It's a smaller scale, obviously, yep. but I mean, it's a good way to get a reference point, right? That you know they're doing the fog. They tried the fog in Vondell, those kind of things, and so I mean I feel like this is only what year two on this engine, the start mm-hmm. of year two. I don't know that they really have reached its full capabilities yet, or have maximized the potential of it yet. They might be there. Might be a lot more cool shit they can do in the future. Yeah, well, I mean that was kind of the point, right? Like the the they built the engine, they built this architecture to be flexible so that mm-hmm. they can do different things and i think that makes it a that makes it 
better than the last one because you have the, you know, right now, I mean, they could probably make the game look and feel exactly like MW, you know, the, the 2019 feel, but you know, they're, for whatever reason, they're making choices to have it feel and play a certain way. And some of which they've gotten into and some of which, you know, some of which just is, is hypothetical on my part, but um, and we don't have to hash that out right now, but I think the ability for them to make it feel however they want is there. And, you know, stuff like the fog and the dynamic weather that they've showcased, you know, they can do this stuff. It's not that they can't do it. You know, we had the sandstorm, right? For yeah, and Al Mazra. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. You know, I think they're, you're right. They are playing with stuff. They're messing with the ability to do stuff. And I think that's great. Um, I would just like to see them leverage it a bit more deliberately and a bit more expansively. And so these cranes and like the bridges and stuff, I think that's, I think that's a good first step. And I think, I think we're going to see a lot of mechanics like these roll into Verdansk. I think Verdansk, when it comes back, is going to have a lot of stuff that we never thought possible. Well, like you said, it's even going to be different just having all the zip lines and stuff like that. That you know, the, yeah. the ways to get up, you know, several ways to get up in some of those sky, you know, skyscrapers and, and things like that. I think that's that's pretty pretty awesome. Um, as far as like Fortune's Keep goes, so I was listening to Drop Shot earlier, um, and one of the things they were talking about is is like there's areas on that map where there are a ton of buildings, but you can't actually get inside of them. They were speculating, or Tanner, I think it was Tanner, Tanner was speculating that perhaps they'll open those up. Like, be able to open some of those up, where mm -hmm. you can get in, in the buildings. Which, I think that would be cool. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and give, I'm going to give Fortune's Keep an actual run. Uh, you know, especially since they reworked it, and, and things like that. I, I prefer Big Map, but you know what? That's turning into just a large-scale resurgence anyway, so what difference does it make? <laughs> I well, mean, well, I think one of the interesting thing that's, things that Fortune's Keep has coming that um, is going to really separate it out from like a true re, uh, resurgence mode is actually uh, ranked mode is rolling out. And I know, I know, I know not everybody who's a Big Map aficionado is thrilled to not have ranked rollout on the big map first. But I am curious to see how Fortunes plays under ranked conditions. And I wonder if it's going to feel a lot more like um, a lot more like big map ranked than resurgence. I don't think it's yeah. I, well, yeah, I think you're right. That that's exactly the point I was going to make is I don't think it's going to play as fast um as as resurgence typically does especially when you start playing rank but the one thing all these resurgence kids aren't really factoring in i think they're mm -hmm. in for a rude awakening and here's why where do you think all the top 250 from warzone ranked are going to go once that rolls out they're, they're going to be playing in lobbies with people like brax and you know um tp and you know, those guys, those guys are going to be in the, in those lobbies. It's going to be a damn sweat. I think it's going to be sweaty, but I think the pacing is going to be a little slow in some parts. One, especially once you get down in like the lower brackets, I think that top 250, you know, iridescent that, that I think they're going to play fast. They always play fast. They have to Yeah. anyway, for yeah, the, SR. they need the kills, 
But I, so. I think that, you know, silver, gold, platinum, and even into diamond, I think it's going to place, it's going to, it's not going to feel like resurgence. No, I don't think so. I think especially, so some of the additions that they put in here, you have, um, you have a death penalty. Yep. So you're going to get penalized for dying. Um, and then there are, now here's, here's, here's where I am confused, where I am not sure which way this is going to go. And I've heard three different versions of what they said here. So the so in terms of the SR that you get for kills, I'm just scrolling down to the to where they had it here because they talked about it, and I want your opinion on what you think they're going to do. Um, resurgence kills. Where's that kills? Um, well, come on, they talked about it. I know that I'm not crazy. They talked about it. All right, here we go. Um, SR for kills and assists. So the SR you receive for kills and assists has been tuned based on the lower number of teams remaining. Um, and here's where they get into this. So they say, oh, that's not the quote I wanted. Hold on. So our death fees. Well, they, they mentioned it here. They basically say, <clears throat> that there's a SR per kill slash assist and then SR for non-assisted kill. Have you read that? I, I think they're wanting to separate and take away the ability for the taps, right? So you get a knock and then I come over and put a couple bullets in there and then I get the mm -hmm. same amount of amount of SR and what it seems to me like they're going to do is, is their weight. It's probably going to be damage weighted. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're going to weight it probably based on damage as to whether you get an assist or if it's counted as an assist, an actual assist, or if it's counted as just a tap. Well, so assists have always since Warzone came to be, if you put damage on somebody and they die, you get an assist for it. Correct. So they would have to change that mechanic completely. So, so listen to how, so for example, what they're talking about here is um, team, how many teams are remaining. So how many points you get, right? So yeah, in, the in the initial drop, in the, in the initial drop, teams remaining nine plus, right? So SR, so this is what they have. They say SR per kill slash assist equals five, which is what it's been. Okay. So you get a kill or an assist, you get five. Then they say, SR per non-assisted kill equals two. So I'm I'm taking it as they're giving you only two points for a tap. And they're counting the finish as a kill, but it's not going to count as a kill statistically. It's not why like... Would they, it's, why would I they call it a non-assisted kill? It's just, it's. I think it's fucked up wording. That's the you only think, thing that you think that the wording sense. is wrong? I, I 100% do. I, I don't think that makes sense because the whole th the whole point of it is is they're tired of the taps. Like they're they're wanting to discourage the taps being such a major part of ranked and the SR distribution. Okay. So let me ask. Let me let me let me turn that on its head and put this scenario in front of you, and you tell me if what you think. They want to get rid of people dropping in as a quad and splitting off and doing their own thing in ranked. Well, ranks can they be want trios people, only. They want okay. Well, you get, you know, how many how many times you get somebody, you, you you get a solo joins in and they run off and do their own thing, right? 
So, so think about this. In trying to get teams to play together, if you go off and you do your own thing and you kill other players unassisted, so you're not playing with your team, you're just going out for kills on your own, you don't get the S, you don't get the full SR. Well, that sucks because how are they going to be able to track that? I mean, I I, I can see them do Look, I can see them doing some shit like that. Like, and, yeah. and, and that doesn't make fucking sense to me why they would do that. I mean, or that they, I don't think they should if, if we're being, yeah. if we're being honest, because, okay, well then how do you differentiate between if your teammates are in the gulag and one guy's out and he's still fighting and getting kills? Like, how is that fair? Well, so like, so think about it because it's resurgence, right? So you don't have gulag kills and you don't have, um, and so the, the other aspect of this is this could be if, if so, you know, like, like, you know, how there's that mechanic where, um, in ranked, if you remember last year, if you're alive and someone on your team gets a kill, you yeah, get I some like SR. That. Okay. Yeah. So that it could be that. Right. So your team gets a non, your team gets a kill that you don't assist on. Maybe that's what it is actually. Okay. Could be that could also be, and I've heard this one too, could also be that if you kill someone unassisted, like you don't offer taps, you get bonus SR. And that's additional SR to your kill. So you would collect seven instead of sharing instead of five so and you're you sharing full with your kill, team. If you full kill, you get more points, which you probably should. So, I, so, so in the, in the final circle, right? Like, you know, when it's, when it's all right, so you lose, you don't, you, you get two extra SR and you don't share the five with your teammate. Okay. But like when you're getting late in the game, right. And there's, you know, a handful of teams left and it's 15 SR per kill and non-assisted is a bonus of seven. Like that's 20, what? 22 SR for not sharing with your teammate. That's kind of, that could make it or break it for you, depending on what, you know, where you are on the SR spiel. Right. So it might encourage players to be a little more greedy and to break and, and to break the camping and, and, and the stacking, right? Like, Hey, I need SR and I need more than I'm going to get. Just, just trying to tap on your drops. I'm going to go out and do my own thing a little bit. I don't know. Right. So like, I, I think plausible plausible would be that a, they're trying to discourage taps but that two points for unassisted kill, I think that basically that, to me, that means it's basically, you know, you and I are both alive. I'm in one building, you're in another, and you you run into somebody and you kill them, and I get two points for that. You get all the mm-hmm. points. You know what I'm saying? I, I, think, I think it's that, but they're also trying to discourage tapping. Well, see, they still offer SR for assists. I, don't, I, I think the taps are this, aren't going anywhere. I think the taps are the same. Yeah, but they're Personally. trying to discourage it not being as big a part of the SR distribution. Because there, there is a lot of times where I might only have two kills, you know, in ranked, but I got five taps. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, like, we all made sure, like, there's some people who didn't respect that. Um, but, you know, we always tried to make sure our teammates got taps for it, too. You know, was able to get a yeah. round or two in. So... Yeah, I think it's one of the. I, I think the reason they do that is they try to encourage team team play. They try to pro, try to discourage players from like solo queuing with the with the specific purpose of like just going off and doing their own thing. And sure. so, you know, from a 
from a game design point of view, I think taps make sense. And it's one of the things I'm like, all right, can you abuse it? Sure. But is trying to is trying to cure that abuse. Is that a greater benefit than just letting it ride and knowing that, you know, players that are contributing? Because, you know, so I take it from this point of view, right? Like, if I if I have a teammate who's who's gunning at somebody and I turn and I help out, right? And I put it, you know, and I and I put a couple of rounds in, I'm incentivized to do that because both of us get the credit. There's no like there's no, oh, you stole my kill, right? Yeah. Or if somebody downs, you know, if if uh if somebody's sniping and they hit a down, right? I'm incentivized to throw my airstrike on them because we both get, you know, we both get our taps on it, right? Or, or to, to finish that kill off versus like, so versus, you know, we, we've all, we've all known the teammate that will do this, right? You down somebody from a little ways away and they get there and they watch themselves res and they give it that, like that, that half beat to get that 30, uh, 30 health back. And then they kill, they, they gun them for the kill. Right. Do you remember when Warzone first came out? OG Verdansk, there was a period of time, and it might have only been about a week. Dude, I got screwed out of so many kills because <laughs> the people that were doing the finishing after my knocks were getting yeah. credit for my kills. In one night, one night, my buddy Shadow took 10 kills from me. <laughs> 10. Yeah, I do remember that they changed they changed that and they they implemented their current system pretty early on in Warzone, which I think actually frustrates me to all hell sometimes, but also I think is beneficial cuz I I've, I've benefited from it enough to know it it's a good balance. It's not so. consistent though. That's the one thing. Like I'll put 260 damage in a guy and I'll not get the kill, but then I'll put 50 damage in somebody else and then I'll get the kill. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Was I playing with you when I stole somebody's kill? Like, straight up stole it? Yeah, it was me. That was last yeah. week. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I apologized. Hey, because listen. I knew I, I knew I one-tapped somebody, and I, and I got the kill marker, and I went, oh, no, that's not. And when you're in a blender, every single <laughs> kill counts, bro, for sure. Yeah. But... It's one of those things of like, it is it is a better system. You know, it is a better system than it was when it launched, or it was whoever or Final Bullet. Final like when it's just straight Final Bullet, it's the worst. Because mm -hmm. then you know you get somebody with like a a, a no damage, you know, eight thousand round per minute gun, right? And you've got you know you do most of the damage, and they just they get this little zip 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 zip, and they get one in there, just enough to wreck your uh, to wreck your kill. And that, you know, that would be a lot more common in the See, past. I used to feel differently about team shooting uh, until I started playing ranked. Um, but, like, it never failed. You know, some of those large open areas, I'll be 15 meters in front of my team, you know, up on top of the hill. I'll see somebody out in the middle of the open. I dump a whole magazine into them. I might miss a couple shots. But while I'm literally swapping my mag out, somebody else will come up behind me and go, bop, bop, get the kill. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Well, you know, here's the thing, right? Cold War did, I think Cold War did this. Um, was it Cold War or Vanguard? One of these two multiplayers. 
uh, I think I think it was Cold War, Black Ops Cold War. Did uh, they did not give you the KD in your stats? It's EKIA. They, they gave you the limbs, and it was and it was the equivalent of getting taps, right? Like mm-hmm. if you and your teammate, like if you were team shooting, like it counted. And in a way, it felt better to play. Like, yeah, I know. It's good to, you know, to know how many you kill, but like, that's right. You get into these kill, like you get into so many of these situations where it's like, there's like one bullet that's just like random chance, you know, lag, you know, whatever, however you want to look at it. Right. Like all these different factors that you, yeah, you have no impact on it and you don't, you, you end up getting like, you know, like, like trash can irrelevant of the work you did on it versus, versus the ED, which really, you know, it's the same as taps, right? It's, it's, it's functionally taps are functionally the same as that, right? Where it's like you both contributed. Maybe you got a little, uh, you know, you, you were being a little egregious on like just leaving them there for someone else to put some rounds in before you finish them. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing. It's resurgence mode, right? So leaving somebody on the ground for an extended period of time is bad for two reasons, right? You're not going to want to do that as much. One is when you full kill someone, you get the ping on the radar so you can find their teammates. Is that staying? Do you know if that's going to stay in uh, resurgence ranked? It should. I haven't heard. They did not talk about removing that. Okay. No, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, okay. I mean, so now you want to kill problem. You want to kill as fast as possible. Cause you want to know where everybody else is. Sure. All right. And two, they come back. So if you aren't quickly working on a team, the odds that that guy you just killed drops back on your ass and goes looking for revenge, it's higher. So I wonder how the respawn timers, if they're going to stay the same or if they're going to speed up for ranked play. I would imagine they stay the same, right? So they gradually increase over time. So like sure. at the beginning, you have like a 15-second timer. And then by the end, it's like 45 before seconds before it ticks off. Feels like it takes forever sometimes, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you got to run in open crates, right? Well, like, I mean, seriously, if, shit out of stuff. if you have a problem with the respawn timer, just fucking go play the big map because then you can just be bought <laughs> back whenever and it's not like you have a timer yeah. to worry about. It's just a matter of your teammate getting the money to get to the buy station <laughs> or a jailbreak or a flare yeah. or a, du- a double fucking gulag or whatever. I'm sorry. I just need to get that out. <laughs> a little salty. It's okay. Yeah. Get your salt. You got your crackers to go with your saltines. Oh, big um, facts. But uh, yeah, no, it's. I think it's one of those things where um, I think there's enough mechanics where the taps aren't going to be as egregious. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to let this guy sit on the ground for like eight minutes while we run around and do whatever, and you can come over and tap him whenever you get the chance. It's going to be like, you need to be there because I need to know where his teammates are, and I need to not let this son of a bitch respond. Like I need or. Or if I have somebody on a on a timer, right? Like you get a big chunk off the timer if you get that full. That's right? another thing I didn't think about. You know, again, I'm not a resurgence guy, so mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. That you, you, your timer, if your team's killing, the timer goes faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're, you know, so if you're mixing it up with a team, right, and you're dropping bodies, and you've got guys down, your best thing to do is to finish off those bodies and get that timer down and get them back. And so I think, I think the nature of resurgence is going to put a natural limit on how much the intentional taps are going to be a thing. Sure. And so I'm not, 
I'm not as concerned about the taps. I'm just more concerned about what they're talking about with this non-assisted kill. And I think I think you're probably right at the end of the day that that is related to them. Um, or, or, or maybe you didn't say this. Maybe I said it, but I, I think the part I think that refers to your team gets a kill and you didn't help, right? And so you get some bonus SR for that. I, I think, think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. But it's just one of those things that at the end of the day, when I look at it, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting, right? Like, that, that was just, it was one of those line items that I looked at. I'm like, I'm not sure what that means. And I can imagine a bunch of different ways. And I, I asked about it on Twitter and I had like three different responses of like, oh, it means this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now what means that? And I'm like, oh, it could be that too. I just, but you know what? It's kind of like talking to my wife. It's not always what I say, but how I say it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they know you're what still they wrong, meant, but we yeah, don't know wrong. what they meant. But no, that's, yeah. um, it, it's, you know, it's interesting. And I think that ranked resurgence, like you and I both talked about, is going to be a kind of a testing ground for some things and some aspects for big map ranked. And, you know, I hope that we get Big Map ranked sooner rather than later. But I think, unfortunately, yet again, I'm not saying unfortunate because it's actually good for the podcast. I think you are correct that it's a cycle thing more than anything else. About the time everybody starts getting down on Warzone again, which is going to happen. Hey, here's ranked on the Big Map. Boom. Yep. Everybody's talking about you and playing you again. That's just how they work. And I think that's, I, yeah. And so... But I'll say this. Here's here's why I'm not as bummed about it. If they put ranked on a Sheikah, I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't touch it. Everybody right. hates that map, dude. Dude, there's people that love that map. I don't I, know every, any. Every time I go go on my Twitter feed, and every time you see me say Ashika is the worst map that has ever been invented, bar only Caldera, I get people going in there, Ashika is great. I love it. We have so much fun. I'm like, Dude, I don't smoke. There's not enough Adderall, Adderall and crack in the world that you can mix with your G Fuel to make that statement true. But clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. I wonder if my, I need to ask my guy if he uh, if he worked on Ashika. because I know yeah. for sure he worked on Caldera and he worked on uh, Fortune's Keep. So. Well, if that's true, I take you know I'll edit out. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll delete what I said. Right? I'll you know find that out and let me know. I'll remove he's, that. He's a good sport. He's a good sport, but. So, you know, it's some interesting things have come up. We've had some interesting conversations this week on Twitter. Um, you and I have had, I feel like every conversation we have is interesting anyway, because we're just two interesting guys, right? Um, facts. Another interesting thing that has come out in the last few weeks, and I feel like is sort of taking Twitter by storm in the gaming world, is uh, Pal World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pal World. Well, so you haven't bought you you bought it, but you haven't played it yet, right? Well, I didn't buy it. I have uh, the Game Pass, but I so I did download it. Yes. Okay. So you I have, have it. So, but you have it. You haven't. Played I haven't it. dropped in there yet. No. Um. So I have played it, and um. Do you have? Did you play Pokemon? I did not at all. No. Okay. So in Pokemon, the premise of the game is that there are these little woodland creatures that run around. And you have these special magical tech balls that you can throw at them and it will transmutate, teleport them into the ball. And then you can spend time coaching them and, and, and being kind to them and make them your pets and your friends. And, and that's the whole premise. And then you train them to, to, to fight each other in like a sporting environment, right? So think of like arena football, meet the UFC, right? With little critters. 
Um, so I'm not saying that Power World is a complete ripoff of that concept, but you have all these little woodland creatures running around, and you throw these little magical balls, tech balls at them, and they transmutate into the little ball. And then when you bring them out, right, they have no free will and will gladly do what you tell them. So you can put them to work building your stuff, farming your fields, fighting your battles, kind of doing whatever you want with them. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying what that sounds like personally. If you were to take someone, remove their ability to have free will and over their own choices and then make them build things and farm fields. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. And it turns out you can actually, there's like little human NPCs and you can catch them and, and do the same thing with them. Make them sleep on cots outside. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about this, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's funny to phrase it like that. Um, it is it is it is essentially a ripoff of Pokemon. It's it's like if you take Minecraft and Pokemon and you mix them together. That's what the game is. So you build stuff, you have you build houses, you know, a fortress for yourself over time. Um you 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 mine the world around you for resources um and then you catch these not Pokemon, don't call them Pokemon. Pokemon. And um and and they they work, you know, they do work for you know work around your little castle and um or or you can train them into an army and and uh and have fun with them it's it's an addicting little game it has all the best parts of minecraft and all the best parts of pokemon and then you can give your pokemon guns and send them to go raid your neighbor well you know (laughs) i'm glad they came out with that game and uh, you know i i i see so much on the, on the timeline and just some streams that I watch and everything, I, I see so much despair and anger when people are playing Warzone in the current state that it's in, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And just no, I think the biggest thing that I see lacking, um, even people who are okay with Warzone the way it is, is joy. And it seems like that game, among a few others, it's starting to actually bring joy to people gaming again, because I feel like that aspect of it, ever since the corporatization of these development studios and um, publishers has gone, it's basically taken that part out of it. It's not about the joy of the gamer anymore. It's not about, it's not about fun. It's more about psychology and retention than anything else. And I tweeted that earlier this week. Um, you know, and people thought I was just bitching, but I mean, that's, that's a reality of it because if it wasn't, then there wouldn't be blog posts like we just had from call of duty where they're talking about outcome, people leaving experience, experience, outcome, experience, those kind of things. It's, they don't care about joy. They care about retention. And it seems like this game actually cares about joy and brings joy and fun to gaming again to people. Well, you know, here, I'm going to put it on this one is there's a difference between this game and, and, and Call of Duty and, and games like this and, and games like Call of Duty. Like, I'm going to throw Fortnite and Valorant and all these other ones into there as well. Is, is They're not competitive. Like, the game is not a competitive game. You're not out there trying, like, you're not head-to-head against somebody else, right? 
because I think when you're head to head, when you have a competitive game, right, it's all about it's all about your skill and then trying to create as much of an edge over your opponent as possible. It's why we have such an emphasis on meta weapons. It's why we have such an emphasis on on owning the a PC that can drive X number of frames per per second, right? It's because it gives you, you the reason you do that is you have an edge, right? It doesn't it, it, it matters if you've got the 4090 and the powerful GPU and you've got the screen resolution and you and you're sitting, you know, and in your nose is like put a grease mark on your crosshair, right? Because you're sitting that close to it. And the reason is it, it the reason that stuff matters is that the other guy is going to do the same thing. And if they aren't doing the same thing, then you have the advantage and you can win the gunfight easier. You can win the battle. You can win the competition. Pal World is not competition. It's not a competition, you're right? You're just playing. You're just playing. And yeah, there's risk. You die. You, you restart, right? Like it's it's not like you know it's not like oh you just bounce around and nothing bad happens to you. It's like you you poke the wrong bear and you get eaten. Okay, <laughs> like it's not it, it it's not you know and in, in, in my case I just go out poking bears to see what happens and I die a lot. And so, but so it's challenging, right? And and it requires effort and dedication on my part, but it's not competitive, right? If I don't poke the right bear. Um, somebody else is going to come along and beat me for it, right? And that's why I think there's room in this game to have fun, to play around, to experiment, to try new things, and and just and frankly, just be a just goof off, right? Like I think Warzone doesn't have a lot of room to goof off because no matter what you're doing, like even if you're just out having fun, trying to create content. Someone else is not out there having fun. They're trying to break their PR that day. And it doesn't matter like where you are in the game. Like I like I mentioned earlier at the top of the episode, I played uh Plunder, man. I I dunked on some kids. I sent you a clip of it. And it's like they were just out there trying to play, right? I could feel it. They weren't totally focused on, you know, I don't know. They they felt like kids. They felt like, you know, new at the game trying to, you know, maybe they're learning mouse and key for the first time. You and I was just, I was just in it trying to, you know, trying to, 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 to not even break a PR, but I'm just like, I need to get X number of kills with a sniper. I'm having, you know, I want to have fun. I want to, you know, kind of flex a little bit and, and just, just absolutely gave them no chance. You know, I just listening to you and talking about the competitive side of, of it, I want to also point out, you know, the player base, in part, is as much responsible for the current state of this game from a matchmaking standpoint as the developers are. And the reason why is because too many people want to play a game that's supposed to be competitive, but they don't want to fucking have to compete for it. And they do, so they leave and, you know, those kind of things. Like, which is why we can't have lobbies in multiplayer that just stay together the whole time. Dude, there was nothing better back in the day than getting revenge on somebody that just shit on your team two or three matches in a row. And then you leave after you finally beat them. So they, you know what I mean? Like you get the, you get mm -hmm. the win and you get the hell out. Like nobody wants to really, <laughs> there, there, I, I don't want to say nobody because there are plenty of us who are competitive and care, but you know, that's the part about wanting to get better and stuff like that too. So you can be more competitive, but People want to play what's a competitive game where a score is kept, but they don't want to compete and they want to be yeah. protected. And that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So 
I don't know. But Pal World has been fun. I've enjoyed it. I've gotten to do some goofy stuff. And and where are the cliffs, essential... bro? I I'm not at the point where I've I've evolved it enough where I can really do some of the really fun stuff that mm-hmm. I see other players do. So it's kind of like I watch my you know I don't know. It doesn't strike me as the kind of game that I think is fun to watch personally. Like unless I'm doing unless I'm intentionally doing something off the wall. I saw a clip. I'm going to try next time I boot up. But um, but it's definitely not. It, it doesn't have the same feel. It has it has a feel where it's like, if you want to take it seriously, you could take it seriously. If you want to have fun, you can have fun. And and I think that's something that the gaming industry needs a little more of. And I and and I'll be honest, I think that there's, I think there's room for that in Call of Duty. I'm going to call attention to a to a creator out there, Rolo Rolo Polo, on Twitter. Everybody knows that guy. Everybody knows him now. And I remember when he first dropped, it was like, what just happened? But man, he's out th- like, he's, he's just, he's having fun, right? Like, like I've got a clip. too. Yeah. And he's, and, and, and a lot of people I watch and I'm like, I can't, like, I can see the anger boiling over in them, like on their stream when they die to him doing goofy stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I haven't died to him yet. But... And it's like, I look at some of the ways that they die to him and I'm like, how could you not laugh when you're done? Like, and that's something that I think we need more of is we need to be able to laugh a little bit more at the dumb shit that happens to us in this game. I make a point of like, when I, when I die in a really stupid way, like, especially if it's my own fault, it's never my own fault. It's always a cheater. But if it were allegedly my fault, I, um, I'll put it on Twitter like shoot, I just posted one from Verdance back in the day. Helicopter sweet uh, seat swap team white. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, that shit was. I, I was like, awesome, dude. He's totally about to get them with that rocket. No. I I posted one a while back too. Of uh, you know, I think it was uh when rank came or season three of the last Warzone where. I died to a fucking loadout dropping on me that I threw. <laughs> I'm trying to climb up on top of a roof. I thought it was further on the roof. Nope. Got you. Yep. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. We need more of that, man. We gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta embrace the fact that sometimes just, just dumb shit happens, and it's and it can be funny. Yeah. I think a lot of people they take this game so, and, and so here's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it, throw it on the COD community. We take this game so darn seriously that anything that's not like perfect like we get mad at and it's like dude a loadout fell on your head dude i shot the rotor of the chopper with my rocket like come on right like it, it's it's kind of funny right you got to sit there and just gotta like i got i got clips of uh my whole team has done this everybody that i've my, my irl group plays with has done this now taking a chopper across vondell and a loadout spawns above you and crushes the chopper and you're all die straight back to the lobby. Yep. Yep. I gave, I gave the first guy that did it so much crap, put it in the text chat. Your pilot's license is revoked. No more flying for you. And then another guy did it. He got, he got hit by, he, I think he flew into a mortar. He didn't see coming. Pilot's license revoked gone. And then I'm flying and I got hit by, I don't know what I got hit by, but I got hit by, you know, probably another loadout drop. Same thing, right? Oh, man. 
in three days, I couldn't get enough. I couldn't open that app for three days. So, well, yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, too, to put back on the COD community, and it's because we people are a lot of people are competitive. And what I think happens is, is we end up. I say we, we as a community, we end up talking shit or talking down to people who maybe aren't quite as good as other people are too. Yeah. You know, I'm you know, guilty of it. And look, hey, it's still a competitive game. Yeah, it's an easier competitive game. It's not Valorant. Okay? No. It's not CSGO. All right. It's a recreationally competitive game. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's still competitive. I'm still going to talk shit. I'm still going to tell you all all the things I'm going to do with your mother after I take her out and then not call her again. All right. When you kill me in the gulag, I'm, I'm going to do it. Right. It's competitive. I don't but... even get to hear the gold in that because I have to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're in the gulag like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to hear. And I'm like, either that or I'm fucking, you know, I'm still in the field trying to fight and listen for footsteps. And I hear all sub over here. God damn this piece of shit! <laughs> no, somebody else you're hearing. Definitely not me. But yeah, it's one of those things. I'm like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I think I think we need to find a, you know we need to find places that we have fun. I th- and I think so. I, I call out Rolo because I think he does a great job having fun playing the game. Like he he enjoy he's having he's not just trolling everybody, which he is. Which I don't know if you saw him. Uh, the previous guest of the podcast, um, Rubizi, ran into him. Really? Yeah, I ran into him, and uh, and the guys uh, trolling Rubizi, and Rubizi uh, gets down, and before Rolo could get up and troll him, he quit out, and uh, Rubizi quit out, and I just started laughing. And I'm like, oh man, I would be I would be equally as pissed in that moment, but uh, but you know, Rubizi posted it, and then, you know, he was having fun with it, and so it was. Uh, um, He's he's bringing a lot of that entertainment value and kind of that fun back into the in with some of the more competitive players, and I think that's been fun to watch. And some of them are better sports than others, but you know it's great. I think. Yeah, and you know I I think that's great. You know there used to be uh, in Blackout there was the uh, the Blackout uh, Uber driver. I don't know if you're aware of this, but a dude that used to drive around. And we didn't have prox chat, but everybody knew kind of who he was and how he was doing it. And he would give you Uber rides from one location <laughs> to another. It's the damnedest thing. It was like, that was cool. But, you know, something really cool happened to me last night while I was in zombies practicing. I don't know if there's some glitch that people are exploiting or whatever. But, like, this this lady, I know she was a lady because I talked to her on prox chat. She comes up. She starts dropping, like, racks upon racks like 200 400 500,000 racks worth of money for us drops like a couple la- uh laser guns and like just being just like really cool dude like just yeah help and and i hear that you know a lot of people are like that in zombies and it sounds like rollo might be the opposite of that he ain't gonna give you nothing but make a clip out of you <laughs> but, but he's gonna have some fun with it yeah no i mean i think that's great and you're right i think yeah. the word we should all be using and emphasizing the absolute most is fun. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing I'll say about zombies. Because there's no PvP, I think that toxic element is kind of gone. And, um, and you know, it's like, so I run into this. Like, I've done this before. Where it's like, I come out of a match and I've got like 15 different pop cans and a bunch of other stuff. And I can't use it all and I have nowhere to store it. So it's like, I've gone up to random teams and been like, here, have this, have this, have this. 
None of it. This is no good to me. And it's because it, 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 it clogs up my inventory. Right. And so there's definitely like, you know, there's no incentive for me to keep it. I might as well help out. And, uh, and so I've had this happen. Like when I was grinding, when I was grinding guns, I did most of my gun leveling in zombies. And then I would go in camos in, um, in multiplayer before Warzone dropped. And so I, I, I've logged an insubordinate amount of time in, in zombies. And I have had more than one case where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to fight a horde of zombies with the, with a terrible gun. And, uh, I get myself downed and somebody that I dropped, you know, somebody that was nearby that I'd thrown stuff to comes running over and bails me out. So I think there's some positivity. There's a lot more positivity in the zombies modes just because there is no PVP. So that element that wants to compete doesn't go there. Uh, you know, and another thing that is Call of Duty related, I want to point out before we go, because I know we're getting on our time. I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier, but you know, I've had some hot takes when it comes to mouse and key, the mouse and key community over, you know, the last few months and, you know, aim assist, which I still believe is debatable as far as the need for it. I don't want to get into that. But what I do want to point out is this. My mind has changed on those folks because of the interactions that I've had with a lot of them, both on Twitter and they're coming through my stream. They're just passionate about their input. And they're also extremely helpful, dude. Oh my God. Like just good people in general, like have been coming through my stream and offering advice and, and, and tips and stuff like that. And I, you know, I just wanted to mention that, that I respect that. And, you know, and I appreciate that. And, you know, like I said, I still believe I disagree with them on the aim assist thing, but like everything else I do agree with them on. And, you know, the fact that they are, they're just passionate about, you know, their input and, you know, how helpful they are. Um, I don't think there's a more helpful group in the Call of Duty community, personally. The mouse and key guys remind me a lot of the <clears throat> Volkswagen Beetle enthusiasts, you know, the ones that like the real old ones. They know that they know they don't have the best of the best, but they really like what they've got. And they're very passionate and they're happy to explain every little detail to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's cool, man. I respect that. And I appreciate that, you know? So, so yeah, yeah, I just, like I said, I, I just wanted to point that out before we go. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think it's great. Um, it's great that you're trying it out because I think, you know, I, I've run it and, uh, you know, have, have dealt with some of the challenges, um, <clears throat> and, and enjoyed running it. Um, and I know a lot of the folks that do run it, you know, they, uh, there's a lot that you can do with mouse and key that, uh, that's very satisfying to do. So I, uh, I hope your endeavor goes well and, uh, hopefully, hopefully you will remember us roller players when you're, uh, when you're, when you're smoking with the, uh, with the old uh, typewriter and, uh, and, and keep us in your thoughts when you start complaining about aim assist. So no, 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 no. <laughs> listen, I am entirely too stubborn. I will not compl- I promise you, you won't hear a peep out of me for aim assist. Although last night I was warming up against the bots. The last thing before we go, <laughs> And I had uh, Cod Watchdog, you know him, mm-hmm. him, and I think Kelsa and somebody else, all mouse and key players. And I died to a bot, and I went fucking aim assist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. And they're like, no, flip it. So it was just, it flip was pretty it. funny, man. All right. Well, on that one, I want to thank everybody for sticking around. We've reached, uh, we've reached our time limit, and uh, and and probably run out of notes here as well. So thank everybody for sticking around. Uh, Jay, as always, thank you for, uh, for all that you bring to the table. Um, you can find him on Twitch and Twitter, both slash JW7TV. 
I am once again sub one KD Twitch, Twitter, and Kick, same slash sub one KD. I will catch you all in the next one. And uh, thanks for this has been Sub One Kitty, along with J007 TV and the slightly above average gaming podcast. We're logging off now, so we'll see you next time.